Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. From our team to you, welcome to Season 2 of Convert Central. In Season 1, we've had the privilege of interviewing 15 converts across the months of Ramadan and Shawwal. This season, we have created a plethora of topics for every Muslim regardless of our background, our interests and our races. We pray that every podcast that we upload will be beneficial to you guys and meanwhile, enjoy listening to Season 2 of Convert Central. Assalamualaikum everyone and welcome back to Convert Central. I'm Sakina and I'm studying in Tuwasi Polytechnic. And I am Tara, just graduated from Madrasa Ajunit Alisamia. Welcome to the last mini series of Season 2 Mental Health Matters. This is the second episode for our last series in Season 2, where we cover the topic of relapsing in our sins and how it affects our mental health. Our last episode will be a forum discussing about our personal mental health experiences. In life, everyone has faced the struggles of trying to get out of committing the same sins again and again, failing despite our struggles and feeling despair from the cycle of sins. This episode intends to cover the experiences and challenges faced by individuals struggling with relapsing. Alongside that, we hope that this episode can help us understand relapsing in a more in-depth manner and get some pointers on how to overcome it. And to help us with this, we have two guest speakers, Ustaz Zulkifli and Brother Farhan. Ustaz Zulkifli was a former head discipline master in Madrasa Aljunid and he currently teaches Islamic knowledge at Shah's Learning Centre. We will now give some time to Ustaz Zulkifli to tell us about his learning centre and introduce himself. Assalamualaikum Ustaz Zulkifli. Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So Ustaz, would you like to tell us more about the learning center which you teach um, Islamic knowledge at? Yeah, um, uh, a bit of uh, ourselves, uh, we used to be teaching in Madrasa Tuljunid. Um, we were there for the past uh, 12 years or 13 years or so uh, before moving on to uh, teaching still several other places as well as uh, being the head of department for um, education uh, of uh, Darul Arqam for the past uh, five to six years uh, before we made our move um, to to carry on teaching at our personal context. And Alhamdulillah, at the, very, uh, at the moment we are teaching in uh, Shah's Learning Center. Uh, it's very close by Darul Arqam itself in Geelang. And uh, the main aim of uh, the center is actually to revive back um, traditional learning uh, through the exposure and the, uh, the reading, the learning of classical books of the ulama of the past. With an objective of translating every knowledge into actual and practical lesson, offering student traditional setting, but employing uh, new contemporary approaches in teaching as well as learning. So that's basically it, Alhamdulillah. Well, Alhamdulillah, thank you uh, Ustaz Zulkifli for that sharing. Uh, together with Ustaz Zulkifli, we also have Brother Farhan with us today, who is a returning guest. Brother Farhan is a convert and he has shared his story in season one before. So if you guys are keen in knowing more, do check it out. Assalamualaikum Brother Farhan. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm Farhan from Philippines, 29 years old. Um, currently, I'm not working, so 
I'm resting at home actually. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Okay, Ustaz Zulkifli, Brother Farhan, thank you for taking your time to come and speak with us today. So, uh, relapsing is an experience that everybody goes through in their lives. It is somewhat inevitable. So, Brother Farhan, from your previous sharing, you shared that you were faced with hurdles while trying to return back to Islam. Did you face any challenges when you tried to kick your habit when you converted? Yes, of course, definitely. I I encountered uh, a lot of struggles in returning to Islam because um, my background in 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 my in my life in my past twenty is is really different. Oh, mashallah, I understand, and I think it was uh, I think what Brother Farhan shared was very um, enlightening, and it sheds light on what converts or rather reverts go through when returning back to Islam. So, uh, Brother Farhan, can you, um, can you elaborate more on, uh, the on the struggles that you went through, and um, what were the difficulties you experienced when trying to distance yourself from the harmful habits or sins, and uh, what made it tough for you? Mm. So breaking my habits actually, it's uh, it's a matter of um, like. It's not distancing actually. It's a limit, limitate, limitating actually. So um, from that habit, try to mini, try to minimize that uh, that scene, and then um, I'm trying to to more focus in in uh, in the things that uh, I have. Um, these things like uh, scenes, it's really um, what they call. Um, it's very hard to to go, but if let's say if you have if you have a, a focus in doing things, it will be definitely it will be like um, will change everything. Okay, thank you. Just now you mentioned about how uh you tried it, you tried to limit your habits when you tried to come back to the Islamic faith. So can you elaborate more on what you did to try? Uh, what do you do? to try and get rid of this habit, to put a halt on these habits, yeah. To, to break that habits, like, um, I limit my, like, my past, like, my my friends, actually. Um, I try to, but it's, it's not totally that I'm limiting them, but uh, I try to to do more things, like, uh, to focus on, on my um, current doing right now, rather than to, to come back on my past. Thank you so much for your sharing, Brother Farhan. I think we all can learn from what um, Brother Farhan has shared and um, and be more empathetic to um, converts or reverts and um, help them in their journey to um, finding Islam, inshallah. And um, so, uh, Ustaz Zulkifri, uh, I would like to ask, what are your opinions on the points raised by Brother Farhan? Um, thank you very much, uh, very much, Tara and uh, Sakina. Uh, our brother Farhan, may Allah bless him and continue to shower his guidance, his hidayah, his rahmah and blessing to him uh, for the struggle that he goes through. And what we hear from him is actually uh, a real um, sharing. Uh, from a fellow convert who is actually struggling uh, to various degrees from uh, what they have been doing since they knew of life 
and what they have been uh, agreeing and practicing prior to their conversion to Islam. And at the moment that they are embracing a new way of life, a new set of principles, and embracing new rules, in particular the Sharia, which is our religious ruling, they will find in beginning uh, differences that they have to come to terms. And then the faith and the belief will see them through the strife. But along the journey, difficulties are a normal, uh, a new norm, shall we say, in this COVID-19 era, a new norm for them. And this new norm will persist to a point whereby they were able to shed off and make a total transformation, a total migration to their new life. Um, but we pray to Allah that this is just transition. Like any transition could be taking years. If let's say we are to look from the perspective of Farhan, as well as many other converts, whether is it normal for us to make mistakes? And is it normal for us to return back to, the, uh, to making mistakes? Then we would say that we need to firstly understand how the religion view us. It was being narrated, Kullu bani Adam khatta'un wa khayrul khatta'in at-tawwabun. And the hadith is being narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi. Which means that every of the son of Adam, khatta'un, makes mistake. It makes mistakes. Wa khayrul khatta'in, and the best of those who makes mistake, at-tawwabun, are those who repent and seek tawbah. When we understand that, we have embraced the first concept of making mistake in Islam, which is to err, to make mistake, is human. It's human. One should not start to anticipate perfection beyond what has already been informed, which is we can't. Even Rasulullah while he is ma'asum, he is protected, he's mahfuz with is preserved from making any scene. Yet still, mistake has been has been recorded. Uh, forgetfulness has been documented, which has been conducted by the Prophet. All of which only shows that so long that you are mankind, you make mistake. When we understand that, so we understand that there's two worlds that is being set apart. One is to make mistake that incurs sins. And another is to make mistake and is humanly accepted and has got no bearing in religion. So the religion is not affected to it. Now, we are not talking about the second part, which is probably, you know, all forgetfulness, uh, all lahwin, you know, all forms of um, what they call that um, non-beneficial action practices, you know, that's got no bearing in, in, in religion and no effect on religion. But we are more concerned with the other world, which is to conduct a particular action which will affect the religion. And in specific, will incur sin upon our own, our own self. Okay, time. We have gone through that definition. And we will relapse because we are human beings and we need to accept that first. Now, to accept that we are seen full is not an end product. 
to accept that we make mistake, we conduct ourselves, uh, shall we call transgressor against against Allah's prohibition. That does not uh, close the chest to be amongst bad people. No, we are not. Because why? Because of two reasons. Number one, the first hadith that we have just mentioned said that the best of those who make mistakes are the tawabun, which is to repent, which is to repent. And the second thing is that of as much as we have now embraced how the religion is looking at mankind, we have to embrace the second thing, which is from the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَمَّا قَدَ اللَّهُ الْخَلْقَ كَتَبَ فِي كِتَابِهِ فَهُوَ عِنْدَهُ فَوْقَ الْعَرْشِ إِنَّ الرَّحْمَةِ غَلَبَتْ غَدَبِي when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created all his creation, Allah then wrote in Lawh Mahfuz, and it has been preserved and it's been displayed, you know, on top of his arash, his throne, in rahmati. And Allah mentioned, my rahmah, my blessing, my compassionate, will overcome my wrath, my anger. So after embracing that we make mistake, we need to embrace that there is a God who is very much loving. There is a God who is very much waiting for us to repent and waiting to forgive us. Understanding all this that we, we will realize that being bad is not something that we can stem, that we can label, that we can put in, 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 in a classification with just a sight of bad deeds, with just an occurrence of sin. But it is the end product that matters. What is the end product? As how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, al-aqibatu lil muttaqin, which means it is the end that is good, that is more being hopeful for those who are muttaqeen, those who are righteous and fear Allah. Now. Wow, alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for that sharing, Ustaz. I think all of us have learned a lot from that. So, uh, I would like to further ask, um, so this question, will Allah still love someone when they continuously commit the same sin? The question whether Allah will still love someone when they continuously commit sin. We have answered the first part of it of just committing sin, which is a mere conduct of a sin does not end, you know, the fate of someone. And Allah's compassion is uh, what you call that, um, very much engulf, overcome his wrath and, uh, and his anger. There's another hadith by the Prophet wasallam, a divine narration, a hadith Qudsi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that Allah has created 99 rahmah. 99 rahmah. And this 99, out of this 99 rahmah, only one rahmah. And reserve 99 of the rahmah is because this one rahmah, you will take care and preserve and protect their children. Yeah, what they call the, uh, a deer will protect the fowl. You know, a dog will protect the puppy. You know, a mother cat will protect the kitten. With just this one rahmah. If this one particular rahmah is spread throughout the whole world, and we can see the effect of mankind loving each other, parents loving their children, animals loving their young ones, so on and so forth, 
can we imagine rahmah blessing that love that Allah has preserved the 99 portion of it in yawmul akhirah in yaqiyamah subhanallah tabarakallah it is a huge ocean of endless and shoreless mercy endless and shoreless blessing and love but it's with a condition it's with a condition what condition is that this condition the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam give us then that we need to live our life and it is with this condition we need to breathe out our last breath what's this it is narrated in ibn uh, ibn majah by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam who have said whoever loves to meet allah allah loves to meet him and whoever hates to meet allah allah hates to meet him verily as it, as has continued allah subhanahu ta'ala mentioned ana ala zanni abdi bi which means i am upon the thoughts the perception of how my creations have towards me so my brothers and sisters in islam you can create as many sins as you want you can continuously make your sins as you want are they wrong they are wrong are they punishable they are punishable can we be forgiven we can be forgiven the sin will incur our allah's wrath but it is not that sin that cause allah not to love you because if allah not wanting to love us in the first place he wouldn't have created us and if he has created us knowing that he wants to continue to love us he will not create a creation that will continually continuously commit mistake and making sins but the fact that he created us he loved us at onset and secondly that he created creations that continuously make mystery and force that my love that, that that love has got to be reciprocated that love has got to be responded so my brothers uh, and, and my sister while we make mistake and i'm saying this to my own self because i'm like you i make a lot of mistakes too mistakes that only allah knows mistake that allah with his kindness and his rahma that allah shielded from other people uh, especially like our brother kevin lim who doesn't know all my mistake and he have good thoughts of us that if allah's to remove that hijab that veil that shield anybody that would have seen my particular mistake or our particular will not have good thoughts of us will not like us will be denouncing and hate us what does it show it show that allah has done so much in putting that veil and putting that shield and that is a form of his love with everything that allah has done reciprocate back with the same love to allah when allah said all form of sins can be easily be pardoned by allah except for one particular sin uh, to the understanding of the ulama and has have been pro- propagated to us that it requires a proper repentance and tawbah which is shirk for verily there is no forgiveness for shirk if you fail to attain his repentance if you fail to attain tawbah before we actually pass away so my sister to answer that question whether allah still love us even though we continuously sin against him well the answer is 
MashaAllah, yes, it would be. And hope should not be diminished. Subhanallah, MashaAllah, Ustaz. Thank you so much for answering that question. And um, can I um, ask another question about, um, so talking about committing the same sins, what can one do to overcome the hurdle of committing the same sins continuously? This is the most difficult question of all, which is how do one overcome sin? Verily, if let's say we have a secret portion or secret formula, we will keep it for ourselves and won't share to others. But unfortunately, there's no secret formula. It's a remedy that is well known to others that is shared worldwide that people, Muslims, communities of the past and the futures knows about this. But it is not this particular formula that I'll be sharing. The answer that we'll be, uh, that we'll be explaining here, most important of all is two things that you want to explain over here. Number one is Iman, faith. Number two is trust. Let's talk first about Iman. Now, this is the funny stuff, which is we learn in Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. In the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, of Madhahab, Abu Hassan al Ash'ar, it is mentioned that the faith of a Muslim is related, there's a correlation between the faith of a Muslim to his action, to his action. Simply said, if a person conducts well, good deeds, a lot of worship, the Iman will increase. So it's a direct proportion, directly proportional to the action. The opposite is true too. When you conduct yourself with a lot of bad deeds, the faith will decrease, which is directly opposite, proportionate to our bad deeds. So that bad deeds affect faith. Okay, That is the first concept, and that concept is very clear and everybody knows. The more sins I, I commit, the faith, uh, my faith will cascadingly decrease slowly whether we realize or not slowly it will be eroded okay that's very clear and that's very and that's, that's fine now there's a catch there what's the catch there it is that same faith that the ulama mentioned will become the hairs the fort become the defense system that help once uh, help a person from committing sins so action affects the faith but faith will predetermine an action. So it has interrelated, uh, interrelated uh, related biodiversity uh, between faith and action that we do not know which of which is playing an important role now. Right. Let's assume now it is the action that is playing a stronger role to actually build and establish the faith, which in return, the faith will contribute to protect someone from committing sins. Let's take that as a case study and a scenario. If that is true, then we will fall onto the second uh, factor that we talk about, which is one, strive. A person needs to strive. Strive in what? Many things. Allow us to explain several important ones. Number one, the Prophet, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu mentioned, do good deeds as how you do bad deeds. For verily, the good deeds will eradicate, will obliterate, will cleanse your bad deeds. Many ulama have started to discuss this hadith and explain the practical aspect of it. Some of them 
come to a gener gen generic or a general form of sharah, explanation, commentary, in a sense whereby they say that just do good deeds. Because good deeds will allow the sins to be forgiven, to be overcome. That's the first. Some of the ulama mention not just particular good deeds, but good deeds in relation to you who have committed the sin. Example, if you have committed sins, then you will try to expiate, cleanse, atone your sins that you have received from the commission, uh, the, what do you call that, from the sins with good deeds conducted by the right hand. So goes to the left hand, so goes to your eyes, so goes to your tongue. So it requires one to be in a state of awareness that one, at a uh, as a person commits the sin, the person will strive to do an action by that particular part of the body with hope that the sin will be cleansed and uh, uh, what do you call that and, 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 and what do you call it and they, uh, what do you call it? obliterated and uh, you know or expiated that is number one <clears throat> number two worshipped what form of worship we need to strive in conducting worships if we look at the formula uh, this is again the formula that everybody knows one good action that is accepted by Allah by in terms of good deeds or worship is being rewarded with 10 thawab, 10 rewards. In other hadith, it could be 300, it could be 700. Hadith, it could be like, uh, so the ulama mentioned one good deeds, you get a lot of reward. Fine, let's look at bad deeds. If a person commits bad deeds, it is only will inflict upon himself or herself one sins. So the formula is in such a way whereby a lot of reward against only a particular small number of sins. If we look at such a formula, what do we realize? We will realize that if we continuously conduct worship, continuously conduct good deeds, the formula will ensure that it will overcome any forms of sins that we may have committed with a condition. What condition is that? That if those sins are being committed, you know, against the prohibition of Allah, in relation to Allah only. But when that sins are being created against fellow mankind, then you need to atone to it. You need to own up. You need to ask for his forgiveness. And if we fail to do so during our lifetime, we fear that in akhirah, we need to compensate that person with our reward. So regardless of so many reward that we have uh, gained or amassed during our lifetime, it will be foolish to, 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 to do wrong against another mankind that will, you know, and up, us to end uh, us up in, in, in what they call that surrendering our reward, you know, to that particular person. That's number two, conducting uh, worship and good deeds. And that is number three. This number three, our brother Farhan did and uh, did that, you know, and demonstrated that very well. When he said that, I try not to mix a lot with my former friends. That's a saying in Arabic, al-sahib sahib. Your friend is the one that you swing your hand together, that you walk a ladder. 
So when you hold each other's hand, when a person swing upwards, the other friends of yours will ever to be hand too. Al-Sahib, Sahib. So what does it mean? It means that we need to find good company because good company will influence us whether we realize or we don't in good ways or bad ways or both probably of good friends righteous friend is much probable the probability is much higher as compared to if you're in a group of friends who are they them not conduct themselves well yet or on top of that in addition to that they themselves are committing scenes probably due to peer pressure probably due to social uh, the need of social acceptance probably uh, because of wanting to be loved we tend to follow them to be part of the pact to be part of the group so these three things constitute the strife that one needs to look at now both the strife and what we mentioned before these two factor require a person to seek knowledge so a convert need to really sit down strategize their life in particular how to spend their life in seeking knowledge so that they can translate that knowledge into action because they have their final objective which is to overcome their continuous conduct of wrong deeds now this because we are talking context of converts because this is a platform for convert but this thing is true for all muslim for all muslim and sadly enough it is because the ego of the born muslim who presume or they assume that or they perceive themselves to be smarter or they perceive themselves to know the religion more hence they are not looking out there they do not strive they do not seek knowledge sometimes come to a point that they become ignorant that the conduct that particular conduct itself is sinful as opposed to someone who could probably be a convert who could probably be uh, new to the religion but because of endless strife that passion that himma that motive of wanting to know to seek knowledge to be better to overcome their wrongdoings their shortcomings you know this will allow them to raise in proximity to allah and attain allah's love Alhamdulillah, thank you so much Ustaz Zulkifli for that sharing. I think all of us has have been really enlightened by it and learned a lot from it. So thank you. And thank you Brother Farhan for sharing your experience. I think a lot of us can resonate with all the points that was mentioned today. Um, so thank you for joining us and sharing your insights. Barakallahu fikum. If anyone has any questions for Ustaz Zulkifli or Brother Farhan, please feel free to drop us a DM at Convert Central. <clears throat> Stay tuned for the rest of the series about relapse on our forum discussion. All good is from Allah and all bad is from ourselves and we seek forgiveness for any shortcomings. And to end our podcast, inshallah, I would like to ask Ustaz Zulkifli to recite for us Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان في خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت وأستغفرك وأتوب إليك أقول قول هذا وأستغفر الله العظيم ولكم رسال المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات 
ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لا نكونن خاسرين ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلما كثيرا ولا يغفر الذنوب الا انت فاغفر لنا مغفره من عندك وارحمنا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم اللهم انت رب لا اله الا انت خلقتني وانا عبدك وانا على عهدك وعدك ما استطعت اعوذ بك من شر ما صنعت ابو لك بنعمتك علي وابو بذنبي فاغفر لي فانه لا يغفر الذنوب الا انت لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين ربنا اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعلينا انك انت التواب الرحيم ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وارحمهم كما ربنا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم اجعل جمعنا جمع المرحومه وتفرقنا من بعد تفرق معصوم وميمونه واغفر لنا وارحمنا وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله وسلم محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين والعفو منكم